You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Land and Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. And we are here maybe enjoying the last ever podcast. We we say that with all jokes <laughs> aside. Um, last week, we we did a, a pretty good podcast. Had a lot of great feedback. Um, Honestly, a lot, a lot of feedback. And it was awesome. Yeah, a, a lot of feedback and a lot of uh, open opened minds. Um, and, but it was kind of a little bit on the edge of, 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 uh, being a little risky, you know, we could co- no, we just covered some topics that often get debated or, or some of them not even talked about. Yeah. And you know, we're just sharing some information, keeping it real. I think is what yeah. they say. And we, uh, brother, we're, we were kind of like, okay, let's, let's kind of continue that direction. We kind of cracked the egg. Let's, let's pour out the contents now and um as we and we're not only pouring but we're gonna scramble yeah we're scrambling this egg (laughs) uh because um we're covering something that is often one of the most debated topics with our consulting with our friends with our family not necessarily with our family because they're all on board with us but um this is a debated topic, and it's one of those that that it depends on the region you're from. We totally get it, and Absolutely. we totally get the argument. We don't like to. Matt and I talked about this today. We actually had a consulting trip. It's Saturday night. Uh, we consulted today on the way back. We're like, we don't we don't ever want to find ourselves in the situation to where we make a statement stone car stone cold. This is the way it is. We want to kind of always be open-minded. And because sometimes what the way we conduct our management and the way we conduct our consulting business is trying to model after the way that we feel it was native, natural, the way God intended it to be, um, which kind of doesn't go along with today's world 
um, sometimes. Or just look across, we just see how much change there's been in, in you know, the last 200, 300 years across the country. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we're sharing knowledge of sites that looked completely different than the way they do now. We, we kind of, we, I mean, we talk a lot about history, historical evidence of the way things were pre-settlement. Um, and, and that's the way we try to, going back on last week's podcast, we talked about how many buffalo and elk and now whitetails and everything and how efficient that landscape and habitat was. And that's all we're trying to do a lot and, with our with our management. Yeah, real quick, I guess the reason behind that is, is because, it, you know, if everything was untouched, that's what that area, that landscape is best suited for. Yeah. Like if we if we're going to manage it, let's manage it. And we're not going to, you know, just because let's say a lot of it is a, is a glade or a lot of it is supposed to be a woodland, we're not going to have the other types or or put them into that property. So just that property is only woodland? No, that's not what we're saying, but we're saying that hey, you know, this area, this terrain, this slope, whatever it may be in Illinois should be a woodland type setting. Let's manage for that because that's what it should be, and nature is going to work best in that way. Now, before you click that off, we're not saying you're going to have to convince your dad who has a 100-acre soybean field that it needs to go back to tall prairie. (laughs) We understand that. But a lot of times the timber is where we do most of our managing um, and hunting, but yet we neglect it and let it just do its thing, we call it, or, oh, that timber is just maturing. But we don't manage it, and that's where we get into trouble. Exactly. And so today's podcast is something that is almost scary to go to. Dan, we sure do appreciate the time here on the <laughs> yeah. Sportsman's Nation. We, may be, we might be off here after today. <laughs> uh, but but if not, next week's podcast is going to be all over the debate, fixed blades or <laughs> mechanicals. Yeah. And then the week after that's going to be whether you should drive a Ford or Chevy. That's kind of the direction we're going with today's on the debate of Eastern Red Cedars and thermal cover and best bedding landscapes, I guess, or best bedding for white-tailed deer. The habitat. And oh, the, the can of worm worms is open i can smell it and i can just hear everyone stirring and turning up the radio cranking it and just saying all right boys i'm ready and i hope that you are ready because i i I hope everyone listening kind of takes this and says okay i'm going to listen to this with an open mind to say okay i know what i've experienced and i know what i've seen and i know what i've heard and what i've read but Let's just see what this source says. Let's just go listen to it and see where it takes us. Hear us and, out. And know and know again that every region across the Whitetails Range is completely different. So thermal cover in the north is going to look different from what cover in the Midwest or Mid-Atlantic should be because those ecosystems and habitats are different and the temperatures are completely different. So, mm. what mm, we're mm. saying is there's not one clear-cut answer to this. And this is why, I mean, you don't have to be a history... This is probably why it gets debated uh, so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this isn't a... Uh, this is why we encourage you to be a history nerd. Um, mm-hmm. You don't. You probably won't... I mean, hopefully you get to where as nerdy as, as I get and Matt gets. 
about this, but I really enjoy reading things about the native habitats pre-settlement, and I really, I, I just, I, I, I love it, and I, it's like a constant thing that I'm doing, and, and, but I can't do it over every landscape, um, and I can't, and so I encourage every one of you to say, okay, well, I live in the, I live in the thumb of Michigan, and I want to know what was here before we settled this and stopped managing, if you will. And or stop or, or interrupted nature running its course. Yeah. And so that's where it's up to you to grab that torch and start researching and find out. And that's what we did and, and 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 continue to do. And it's really amazing once you learn kind of what was here and then you look I think Aldo Leopold had the quote, something along the lines of the more you know about um natural ecosystems the more it hurts to drive through the country today or something like that um here's a paraphrase that was very much a paraphrase (laughs) it's something along those lines and and i'm i'm in the same boat and today as we prepare driving home for this podcast talking about cedar trees and the basically the debate that's going to happen when this podcast gets released and all the hate mail we'll probably get um it was kind of just disturbing to drive down the road and look at all the cedar trees and say, well, I guess that's what we're managing for here in the Ozarks because we're doing a darn good job of it. Really good job. Really good job of neglecting areas and, and turning our back on them and just interrupting, again, that natural process that should be happening. I, it's, it's tough to see because you, you know you've, you've read into it, you've studied it, you know what it could be, what it should be, and how productive. Again, we went over those numbers last week of how productive, whether each habitat is, but it's it's, it's better as if you manage it. And, as, and if you let things just be neglected, ah, you just got to shake your head and make, man, just I'd love that acreage just to get in there and just crank a chainsaw and just let it rip and let it eat. That kind of go, goes with that happens. joke that I've shared a lot of the guy that, bought the farm that was thick and nasty and he and he cleaned it all up and uh and it was a big beautiful ranch and guy showed up and said man look at this farm that look what god has done here and he said yeah we should have seen what it looked like before before i got here and it kind of goes with that whole as in in my beliefs that we were put on this earth as a caretaker to take care of this and because of the curse we deal with things that overtake and invade and because we don't manage it as I feel like we should be doing bad things happen and cedars come on and bush honeysuckle comes on all kinds of things come on and I just think you know we we stopped or went by one place that was filled with cedar trees I don't know what percentage of the tree or field was trees but they were about three foot tall everywhere mm-hmm. and all it would take was one good fire and knock that all the way back. But instead, we're going to get to drive by it many more times as we travel the country, I'm sure, and look at it slowly get taken over, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And it, and that's what's scary. Are, the density is in place for it to be taken over as they as those basic canopies and those branches spread. And it's just a matter of a few years for you're not looking across the field. You're just looking into the first couple rows of of cedars but let's let's dive into cedars themselves and again we're going to focus 
primarily because the range of this plant tree is so great. So many people have a very um, in-depth knowledge of them. They know they can recognize them. They can, they can, they've hunted.